Social impact, which is the S in ESG reporting, is rarely the key area that analysts turn to when they're assessing an organisation's ESG metrics. Environmental and governance issues tend to predominate. So we're delighted to welcome onto the ESG podcast today, Kelly Canterford, whose main professional purpose is to enhance the social impact of the commercial property sector here in the UK. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, Clive. Even before you became the programme manager for Changing Face of Property, you were one of its leading ambassadors. So for listeners who haven't heard about it, Kelly, just explain why Changing the Face of Property was created and, and what's its main purpose. Changing the Face of Property was created in 2012 from the initiative from some of the CEOs of the leading real estate firms in the UK. Their aim was to drive initiatives to create a more diverse and inclusive business or businesses within the real estate industry. They recognised that at the time we weren't very diverse. We were drawing people from the same background into the profession and a change of face property. I mean, it started out with four businesses and we've evolved now to 12 of those um, consultancies in the UK. Interesting. You mentioned you wanted to sort of make the profession more diverse. Specifically, how? Why wasn't it diverse enough? What were the criteria there? It's recognised that many real estate firms historically have been dominated by white middle class men. To be fair, I don't think that can purely be said of real estate. That's a lot of the professional industries. And the businesses recognise that the world is evolving and they're not representative of their clients, which is very, very important. And so the CEOs of those businesses decided that action needed to be taken. And there's an accountability within Changing the Face of Property where all of those organisations involved want to drive change. And I think that's the lovely thing within real estate is we're, we're all competitive businesses, so we don't want to be left behind. So it's, it's changing it from uh, it's attracting more women into the industry, more people from uh, different ethnic backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds, and just evolving the talent pool that is in, in the industry. What success would you suggest you've had so far to do that? I mean, is property definitely changing or is it just still aspirational? I think it is changing. There's still a way for us to go, without doubt. But when we looked at what had been happening over the last eight years since its inception, when the organisation started, none of the businesses had ERGs within them. There were no apprentice programs. And so what we've seen now is there's over 200 apprentices across the businesses. That was two years ago at the last count. We're now looking at an equal gender intake at the graduate stage. So we've got 50-50 male-female representation. So you've got the apprentices. But I think one of the really key things is recognising that there are now support networks for people who from minority backgrounds, so uh, LGBTQ plus people, women, ethnic minorities, people who are carers, um, some organisations are supporting ex-military. So there, there's a, an appreciation that people don't have the same background and they therefore have different support needs. So eight years on, I just wonder, now 2020 has been a strange year for everyone. Um, <laughs> Hasn't it? All right. <laughs> So have any of your plans that you had in 2019 for this year still intact? What's, what's the plans for the, the rest yeah. of the year? Yeah, so it, it's, it's been quite interesting. We, as an organisation, we have Property Needs You, which is a focus on new talent and uh, junior pipeline. 
And with that group of people, we attend many career shows, attend schools, and unfortunately, a lot of that program has has had to be parked. But what we're doing now is we're re-evaluating what we're doing and we're looking at how we can take some of these programs online. So work experience online uh, and, and other mentoring schemes. And is uh, recruitment into the property industry as good as it could be, do you think, at the moment? I mean, or has this, you know, have the past six months really, really affected it? I'm just trying to gauge whether commercial property is particularly vulnerable or whether actually it's um, a great career for people who are you know, of different backgrounds, perhaps not necessarily in contact with anybody who's currently working in them. I mean, how, how easy is it to join the profession if you're, a, let's describe you as an outsider with no personal contacts in the industry? It's changed a lot and I'm really pleased to say that a number of the businesses are actively trying to engage people who haven't gone to the traditional real estate universities and people so coming into real estate as a career people often come in as what they call a cognate which means they've taken a real estate qualification and that's a fast track into becoming achieving their professional status what we're seeing now is a lot of the businesses saying we don't want cognate surveyors we want to train people who have got a degree in uh, spanish or leisure industry because of the the wider information and knowledge and diversity of thought that they can bring in they they can answer questions and really provide a, a new a new insight to how to solve problems and that's what the industry needs and I'm pleased to say that they are actually say, making, making great strides to, to do that. So that's what's happening um, at the entry level. Um, mm -hmm. th so the ESG Foundation was created precisely to maintain the spotlight on senior leadership's responsibilities to society. Mm. Um, talking about the S of ESG here. Mm -hmm. um, how well do you think prop the property sector is doing specifically um, in this regard at the moment? That's interesting. I, th I think a few years ago I perhaps would have been cautious around this as a, a question and, and how it would be fielded but I, I think I'm, I'm really pleased to say that there, there's been a real sh gear change and um, the senior leaders have acknowledged that there more needs to be done and you say we've seen a lot of that growth and what's really pleasing to see is that the the leaders recognize that we need that diversity but also that to to keep people we need to look at the culture and behavior of people within the businesses who are those people that are currently there and so they're they're looking at the retention and how we can um we, we can keep people in the industry because it's all fair and well saying that we're, we're bringing in people from minority backgrounds and we've got 50 50 gender mix but when you go up the the professional chain or, or the uh, the promotion levels you see that 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 shift if you look at many of the boards across not just real estate companies but across the professional bodies uh, industries there is a, a low representation of women, but there's a, a really, really low representation of people from ethnic minority backgrounds. And so I think the, the property sector has acknowledged that we're not 
keeping people and we're not representing people who are part of the industry and say that that uh, client side or the, the people that we're serving as, as an industry so they are keen to to make those changes so yeah it, it's really accelerated over the last few years now i've known about changing the face of property for the last eight years since we were colleagues at uh, you know jll um mm. it sounds such an obviously worthwhile endeavor you know 12 organizations <laughs> getting together um do you work at all with other sectors um are there any other changing the face of accountancy or changing the face of uh, medicine uh, to your knowledge launching similar programs there's a couple of programs that i am in contact with and have been speaking with about what they're doing and so there's the diversity project which works within the asset management field and the financial services skills commission so for financial services and that's quite a new organization but all all of those those groups and membership organizations recognize that um we we need to work together and i think this is where the strength comes from something like changing the face of property and the diversity project because we're working together we have a we, we can make a bigger splash and when we're doing something well we can make more noise about it but when we're doing something wrong more people see it so we need to correct it more quickly I like that a lot. <laughs> in a perfect world, of course, there'd be no need for changing the face of property to exist. Um, do you think diversity and LGBTQ rights are genuine concerns of the majority of senior leadership teams? Or do you think it's something they need to demonstrate? Oh, yeah, we've, we've noticed this. But, you know, does it keep them up at night, do you think? I, I th that's really interesting. And I think a few years ago, I, I would have said no. But last uh, in July, we ran a Pride in Property program and I interviewed eight CEOs on, on the, the podcasts. And we were discussing how important it is to support people, LGBT colleagues and the various initiatives that they're carrying out. And so I think that and actually one of, one of the people that I, I interviewed said, you know, I wouldn't have had this conversation with you five, ten years ago. It just wasn't something on my, my consciousness. But I realise now that we need to create an environment where we have a sense of belonging and a sense of uh, a, a culture where people can be themselves. And therefore, this is a much bigger thing than just uh, making sure we've got a nice coffee machine and um, we can we've got a golf putting machine that people can practice while they're on the phone to somebody that's once upon a time happened in the office um so they they recognize that this has gone up hugely up the agenda i mean you think we've now got two real estate companies who have participated in the national equality standard and have made the grade we've got two real estate companies in the workplace equality index with stonewall so there is a real progress but what's really interesting is those businesses around saying okay how did you do that we need to do more and that comes back to that competitive nature within the industry that i said earlier that those businesses are holding each other to account and we're sharing information which is lovely to hear and to see that i, I once heard somebody say um we, we we want this as a competitive advantage 
Uh, and I laughed inside because I thought, if you think that you're going to make this a competitive advantage, you really don't understand the state of the industry. Um, we've moved on from that and we're getting closer to to being able to say what we do as a diversity program will make a change. We're not there yet. We're all working really hard to make it better. Um, and, and there is a long way to go, but and it's it's a moving object, isn't it? We as soon as we've got one thing done, there's something else. Um, and what's really interesting around the movement this year, I think, and it's been really been highlighted by the lockdown. People are sharing their home lives to a degree that nobody has done before. So if you had a problem in the office, you could go home to your sanctuary. Whereas now you're online constantly, people see your home. If you're in a, a mixed race relationship, if you're in a same sex relationship, people may see that. And it could be that you're then exposing part of yourself that you had kept hidden because you weren't comfortable at work. So it brings a new manager, a tilt on management and engagement and, and just what needs to be done. So we've seen a real shift in how people speak to employees and support employees. That's uh, an observation I've, I've heard several times about people opening up their, their personal life to their professional life. Um, mm. And it's making everybody think differently. Um, actually, mm. my, final, my final question um, today brings us back specifically to ESG reporting. Um, and I know we're at the season where people are beginning to collate and draft their annual reports. But in the annual mm. report of a publicly quoted company, as, a, as an expert in, in social impact endeavours, like as you are, what kind of actions do you think management teams should look to be reporting about on an annual basis? It's essential to see the breakdown, the demographic, how people fit in within the structure, the board level uh, or diversity of people at each level within a business. There needs to be a full disclosure. So for changing the face of property, we're, we're currently in a, a review of our strategy uh, and it's a conversation at the moment that we're having. What do we want to tell the world about our businesses and what are we I would say, what are we comfortable saying? But my, what are we uncomfortable saying? That's the thing that we need to publish. What is it that when you say you talk about, you go, oof, I can't believe we're at that point. I, I can't believe that our gender pay gap is still this. Publish it. And then next year, let's see an improvement on it. Because this is what we would like to see as a, a collective of businesses saying, okay, we will publish who we are, what our business looks like, where people have come from, what their uh, educational background is, just so that we can see who's here. And that, that links back to the old adage, doesn't it, in business, that if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. Oh, hugely, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, once again, listener, we've been beaten by the clock, um, so I'm going to have to leave it there. Um, but let, let us know if you found this podcast interesting and helpful. And if you did, please pass the pod on to your friends and colleagues. And, and Kelly, before you go, just let us know what's the URL for changing the face of property. If anybody um, wants to track um, you know, what your strategy is doing and where you, where you go, just give me the, the link again, if you would, um, on the podcast. So 
we are on propertyneedyou.com and so uh, yeah if you look on there that that does that links through to our junior pipeline and will also link through to our other initiatives when we put them online thanks very much for your time kelly we will definitely speak to you again if you did like the podcast all i'd say to you listener is tell your friends thank you very much